What's up, guys? Welcome back to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. My name's John, and this is r slash malicious compliance. Had an interesting few days here with Reddit. Uh, some of you may or may not know. Of course, if you guys follow Reddit at all, you'll probably all know. But there was a little bit of a protest going on because Reddit was going to make some changes and with third-party apps, yada, yada. You can go read the stories about that. Um, and there was a few sites that were turned private, essentially turning them off for a few days. And uh, malicious compliance was one of them. Good for us that it's back. I don't know how their protest is going to affect anything. If it's if the outcome is going to be good, bad, I don't know. Uh, I do know that one of the worst things you can do is if you're going to do something like that protest, you know, I'm going to shut my site down or my Reddit subreddit down, whatever. For all intents and purposes, don't tell the CEO how many days. Like, don't tell him your timeline because then he knows. Yeah. We've only got to make it through a few days, which he actually did an interview about. Well, a brief interview. He was questioned and he said, yeah, we just got to get over this couple day hurdle and then we're fine. We're fine. It's all fine. All right, let's read some stories. Goodbye, Internet. At my last job, my main duty was IT manager for the entire location, among other duties. I had been there for three and a half years at that point, and I was trusted by everyone. If I had something important to say, people listened. During COVID, while the department's budgets were getting slashed and employees were getting laid off, I was able to replace a lot of our aging IT infrastructure. At the beginning of my last year there, the owner hires a young, I only tell the truth even though you don't like it, narcissist as his second in charge. He hired this bonehead as his successor to run this location, while the owner would focus on opening up a second. In the first three months, bonehead pisses off everyone, to the point where 15 people from various positions leave the company to find another job. This is during the pandemic, where a lot of people were thankful they even had a job, and 15 people were like, I'm going to risk finding another job in the middle of a pandemic rather than stay here. He was that bad. As Bonehead started to piss off our customer base and our sales started to suffer, we switched over to cost-cutting mode. The owner had largely checked out at this point. So, long-time vendors were replaced with friends and family of Bonehead. Services were downgraded or cut. Pay plans for the sales department were jacked with, which further eroded the morale of the workforce. One day, Bonehead comes to me and tells me to stop doing safety checks and maintenance repair on our products so sales could post larger sales grosses. I loudly objected and went to the owner, as the owner is always happy to hear something about making more money. He threw his support behind Bonehead's idea. A few months of this goes by, and after he fired one of my employees on my birthday because he refused to give Bonehead access to the server room, it was restricted to me owner, and my employee. I knew it was time to go. I find a new job, put in my two weeks. Of course, Bonehead stops my Of course, Bonehead stops my direct deposit on payday, the day after I put my two weeks in. I decided it isn't worth working the extra two weeks and inform them that I'm out of here, while filing with the state over my wages being withheld. As I'm walking out the door, Bonehead reminds me I am no longer an employee of the company and not to get involved with the company's affairs, and possible legal percussions if I say anything negative about the company. My new job pays more, less hours, less stress. Fast forward to this Monday. I get a call from my local internet provider. They tell me my internet service bill has gone unpaid for the last six months and will get cut off if I don't pay immediately. I log in and see my account is paid, so after a few back and forths, I find out I'm still point of contact for my last job's account on their internet service. Remembering what I was told to me when I left, I just informed them I can't get involved as I no longer work there. They asked me for an updated point of contact. If they can't get one, they'll be forced to suspend their service. I repeated that I'm not allowed by threat of legal action to be involved in their affairs and left it with that. An hour later, a buddy I know who still works there called me and told me they had to stop working as their internet service was shut off. I played stupid, but it took three days to restore it. 
Oh my goodness. Well, nepotism. It's got to be nepotism. It doesn't have to necessarily be a relative, right? To be nepotism, just somebody you know or is close, you know, you're good buds with, whatever. Anyway, wherever they found Bonehead, they need to put him back in quick. Although it's probably too late now. He's already run off most of your good employees, most of the customers. Uh, got the internet shut down. Yeah. There's so many managers these days that think that the way to make a company profitable is to keep cutting things. Well, sometimes you have to cut a little fat here and there. Anyway, but when you start cutting and slashing at everything uh, to make the numbers look good, you're basically just playing a shell game at that point. Yeah, you might look good for a couple months on paper, but really what you're doing is uh, basically bailing out a sinking ship with a teacup. It's just useless. Yeah, you're getting some water out of the boat, but, you know, a thousand times more just gusting that hole in the side of the hull. So, I don't know. Does that analogy work? Anyway. So, you want a clean toilet? Okie dokie. This happened yesterday, and my brother suggested I put it on here. I was busy cleaning the sinks in a restroom when a wild Karen, scientific name, Iwanicus, it now at us. <laughs> that was hard to say. Stormed in with her two, clearly embarrassed children. She pointed to an empty stall. I want that toilet clean now. It was a slow night, and I was bored, so I said, in my sweetest hospitality voice, and with every intention of having some fun at her expense, of course, ma'am, just let me change my gloves. I changed my gloves, making a show of checking for holes in the material before pushing my cart to the stall. I grabbed the chemical with the longest dwell time, three minutes, which is forever in guest time, and sprayed down the toilet. I put the chemical back on the cart and wiped down the toilet. I was in the process of changing out my gloves when Wild Karen tried to push me aside. I'm a big woman at 275 pounds of mostly muscle, so it's like trying to push over a brick wall. Oh no ma'am, I'm not done yet. I have to disinfect the toilet. We want it super clean for you. How long will that take, Wild Karen asked, impatiently. My youngest really has to go. Oh, about three minutes, I say, setting the timer on my work phone and holding it up to her to show it. But if you want, you're more than welcome to use any of the other stalls I've cleaned, which is all of them. This is ridiculous, she huffed, dragging her kids to another stall. The kids shot me an apologetic look as she shoved them in, went in herself, and closed the stall door. I turned up the volume on my work phone so she'd hear the timer go off as, I guess she'd be finished long after the toilet was disinfected. And I was right. I had finished wiping down the toilet when Wild Karen and her two kids came out. I'm going to complain to your manager about how long you took, she hollered as she stormed out. Have a good night then, I shouted after her. Later that night, I was turning in my equipment when Miss Heroin, who appeared in a previous MC story involving a manager and a compactor, came up struggling not to laugh. I understand you took too long to clean a toilet, she said before bursting into laughter. I laughed right back and said, well, she asked me to clean it. I don't understand how... So much of society, and it's not new. It was like that when I was a kid, too, and probably way before I was ever even thought of. People are just, they're entitled. They're special. They think they're special anyway. They have zero patience for anything. They can't wait for anything. And really, she didn't even have to be patient. All she had to do was pick a different stall, which was already cleaned and disinfected. Like, not to mention the fact, why do you think you rate a more clean toilet than anyone else? Most of these retail locations actually clean their toilets very regularly. Well, most of the decent stores do. But again, we got management making schedules, so who knows. Yep, everybody wants to be special. Man wanted me to flirt back, so I did. This just happened, and I'm still laughing my butt off. I'm a 25-year-old MTF trans woman that's been on HRT hormone replacement therapy for three years now. Because of this, my body looks naturally feminine. Like, it takes people a while to catch on. My voice is softer, and it hurts to deepen it. 
This is important information, I promise. I work as a vendor for one of the major beverage companies. Basically, I go to stores and stock shelves of my company's products. I'm listening to music, a playlist of video game themes remixed, with one earbud in, like a loud, when a mid-thirties-year-old man walks over. Wow, girl, you're super thick. Wouldn't mind taking you home with me, he said with a bit too much confidence. I just continue working, ignoring him. He continues, oh, come on, don't be like that. I'm quite large under these pants, if you know what I mean. Something a sweet ass like yours needs. I continue to ignore, getting embarrassed and very uncomfortable. That's when the music turns to the theme from Halo, and he says what I needed. Come on, cutie, say something to me. Inspired by the music, I instantly had a thought. It hurts a lot to do a masculine voice. However, in that moment, I took a deep breath and turned to him. I looked at him with a very enthusiastic smile, and he looks like a kid in a candy store, bouncing a bit like, oh boy, I actually got one. Going back to my roots, I took a deep breath in, and the most deep, masculine voice I could muster, I said to him, you're cute as well. Sure, I wouldn't mind having my way with you. Afterwards, I start coughing, my throat hurting, yet it worked. The dude jumped back a good foot and yelled out, Oh, hell no! Uh-uh! Nope, hell no! He ran out of the store so fast, constantly looking over his shoulders as if I was following him. The store's workers were laughing their butts off, mostly all the female workers. One came up to me and asked, How did you do that voice? I can never get mine to sound... Oh, you're trans. That makes sense. That made my day and is why I'm still laughing in my car writing this. Update. Whoa, this blew up way more than I thought it would. 17k upvotes and over a thousand comments. Thank you all so much. There's a lot of the same questions and comments, so I'm going to add a little clarification here. The reason it hurts so bad is when I do a deep voice, I don't just deepen my voice. I basically sound like the Roach Man from Men in Black, gargling my words. No, not everyone clapped afterwards. That's a lot of people's comments and it confuses me why people are saying that. Again, thank you all so much. This is absolutely an incredible experience. So normally I stay away from any stories that mention anything like this subject matter because everybody's opinions are so polarizing, but I I thought of it more in terms of just the fact that the guy was just a schmuck, just a slimy schmuck. And I don't care if this person's trans, man, woman, whatever, roach man, just for somebody to come into a place of business while somebody's working and start that kind of crap. Uh, it's just slimy, man, you know, and uh, honestly, he got everything that he deserved, so let's just leave it at that. Butter chicken, no spices, coming right up. I'm currently working as a server in a restaurant, and despite my best efforts, there are some customers who simply refuse to be polite. We had a customer who was incredibly rude, typical Karen type, asking for all sorts of modifications to their order. I can't say modifications today. They specifically requested butter chicken with absolutely no spices. Now, as a server, I understand that everyone has different tastes and preferences. However, this customer was rude and condescending for no reason. So I relayed the customer's request to the chef, making sure to emphasize the lack of spices. I could feel a small twinge of satisfaction as I pictured the disappointment on the customer's face when they received their bland dish. After all, they had complained about not having any spice. Well, if they wanted flavorless, they were going to get flavorless. Here's the kicker. I made sure to tell the chef not to season it at all. The chicken had been cooking in the pan just with some butter. Later, when I brought out the dish, Karen attempted to eat it with no seasoning. You could tell she was struggling with every bite without making any comments. Meanwhile, everyone else she was with was absolutely raving about the chicken, but because she backed herself into the corner saying she couldn't have any spice at all, she couldn't try any, she sat there desperately trying to salvage her meal with butter and salt. The expression on her face was priceless when I brought her the bill. Honestly, chicken cooked in butter with a little bit of salt would work fine for me. I don't need a ton of spice on it, but, uh, yeah, people like to be special. We've gone over this 
recently. People want to be special. They want to be noticed for their differences. People put so much emphasis on their differences that, you know, yeah, nobody wants to be the same like me. I run this channel to suit my personality so that people out there, you guys, with similar personalities, or at least who like my type of personality, even if yours isn't the same, uh, when I read stories, can enjoy it. Well, this lady wants to be special for all the wrong reasons, just like the people that show up at restaurants and say, I'm allergic to this, 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 and this, and they'll rattle off a list of, you know, 20 different allergies, which basically cuts out the whole menu, except for like maybe a glass of water. And then they claim, well, no, my doctor said I can do a little. It's all BS, man. You're lying. You're lying. You're lying. You're lying. Stop it. And, you know, when people say they can't have spices, now there are people with gastrointestinal issues who should be careful with certain spices because it may irritate things, but it doesn't mean you can't have a little salt and pepper, maybe a little oregano, maybe a little fresh thyme. Who knows? But, you know, maybe you got to ease up on the garlic or the acidic things like tomatoes. I don't know, whatever. Getting way too deep into this. But anyway, I can't stand when people want to be victims and make it a special thing when they're really not a victim at all and probably don't have the illness that they ascribe to, but you know, whatever. Server wanted a big table, so I helped her out. Forgive my possible lack of adequate details. This happened a long time ago and I don't have the best memory to begin with, but I read a story a bit ago that reminded me of it. When I, female 43, was 19 to 20 years old, I worked at the local franchise of a popular steakhouse and buffet as a cashier and hostess. On our busier days, table turnover could be insane, and me having to help clean a table to seat was a normal thing. Servers bust their own tables. We of course would seat tables that were already clean, but sometimes customers would prefer a different location that wasn't. Since it was a buffet, this wasn't a huge problem. We would clean while they filled plates. On one very memorable occasion, this happened to me with a bit of a twist. I took a party to a clean table in Blondie's section. I don't know how old she was, but I would wager early 20s, and she had been there longer than I had. Anyway, when we got there, the head of the party said they would prefer a different table, still in Blondie's section, and indicated one that had not been cleaned yet. I flashed my best customer service smile and said it would not be a problem. They started to turn away, and I prepared to clean the table for them. All of a sudden, Blondie rushed up to me and said that table was unavailable and would random other table be okay instead. I explained the situation and that they had chosen that table specifically, but she was adamant. She explained that she wanted that table and another available to merge for large parties. Tips are almost always better with a large group. I apologized profusely to the current party I was seating and asked if the new table would suffice. They assured me it was alright and took everything in stride as they made their way to the food. The next time Blondie went into the dish area in the kitchen, less than 10 minutes later, I followed her in and proceeded to tear her a new one. It felt really weird to be so thoroughly dressing down anyone older than me. I was raised with old school morals and ideas of respect for those older than me, but she had embarrassed me and I told her so, and that what she had done made it look like I didn't know how to do my job. She apologized but held her stance. I was still fuming, so I did what anyone with a teenager brain would do. I went to mom, or rather the head server and her supervisor. I told mom what she had done and why, and she told me that's fine. If she wants large tables, she can have them. For the next at least 15 to 20 minutes, every large group that came in was seated in her section. Remember, busy day, so this was frequent. She eventually came up to the hostess station to ask me to stop. I told her to talk to mom. Edit. Okay, so a couple things that have come up. One, mom is not actually my mom. She was the oldest, longest employee server there at the time, so she was mom to everyone. Two, I was a teenager and it was very early in my work history, so I did what I was told. Mom told me to do that. Three, this was most definitely not fine dining. If it was, I should hope that we would all have been held to a better standard and the situation would not have been there in the first place. Finally, number four, this is not 
Am I the a-hole? I realized that I probably was, but so was she. But as this is a different community, I didn't ask. Honestly, I don't think you did anything wrong. I've seen a lot of servers get twisted up over the dumbest stuff over the years, and it makes no sense. I understand you got to make your living off of tips and everything else. I, I get that. But you also got to be flexible. Again, it's not fine dining. These are buffets, and buffets are notorious for, you know, their crowd numbers swinging wildly from, you know, zero to several hundred at a time in any one place. And uh, you kind of got to take what you can get. Now, if she asked OP nicely, which it sounds like she did, then maybe you overreacted a little bit. But again, as a teenager, who knows? The good news is you didn't dress her down in the dining area. You waited until you were in the back. The bad news is you probably shouldn't have involved mom. Dress her down, tell her she embarrassed you or whatever, come to an agreement between the two of you, and see if you can work it out before going to mom. I don't know why I did that. I hate air quotes, but... And I find myself doing it more and more, which makes me hate myself. Careful what you ask for. I went with my husband to a doctor's appointment with a new doctor. My husband had various medical things going on at this point. One thing being, he had very recently had all his teeth removed. We get in the office and my husband is embarrassed for one and in extreme pain. I was trying to help by answering some of the questions the doctor was asking, so the doctor says just one of you answer. Oh, no problem. I just lean back against the wall behind my husband and start looking around. The doctor realizes that he can't understand what my husband is saying without teeth. He instantly looks at me for an answer and I look directly at him and look away again. It takes four times for my husband to repeat himself before he gets understood. There were probably a dozen more questions that needed answered. It was a joy to watch him squirm. It was a great doctor's visit for me after being told he didn't need my input. Be careful what you ask for, doc. I can appreciate both sides of this story. I've been to doctors, a lot of doctors with other people, my dad, you know, my wife. And when you try to help, I can understand from the doctor's point of view, sometimes it gets confusing if you're going back and forth from two different people and you may be getting slightly different information from both people. So it makes things difficult. But at the same time, it, he probably noticed that the guy didn't have teeth. I mean, it's usually pretty obvious when somebody doesn't have teeth. When my dad took all his teeth out, you knew it because it looked like he was sucking his lips right into his mouth. You know, everything was kind of caved in and it was awkward. So, you know, at that point, <laughs> I don't know the doctor's demeanor, if he was being rude or snippy or whatever. I can also see it from the wife's point of view. You know, you're trying to be helpful. Of course, she could have just said, listen, my husband doesn't have any teeth and he's in pain because he had all his teeth removed. So I'm trying to help answer the questions. And if I'm wrong, my husband's going to correct me. So, you know, I'm just trying to help facilitate this and keep things moving. Like I said, I can see it from both sides, but uh, yeah. Definitely be careful what you wish for. All right, guys. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with me today. I hope you enjoyed the stories. And if you did, do me a favor, whether you're on the podcast format or here on YouTube, uh, click the like, subscribe, and on Spotify and maybe some other podcast formats, I think you can leave a review. So go ahead and do that. All right, guys. Until the next one, see ya.